Thank you. And we just celebrated, Father, and we are so grateful for that, for you being born, Father, and coming into our lives, Father, and letting us into your life, Father. Good morning, everyone. This is Brenda. Father, we are so grateful for everything that you have done and the pathways that you are making, Father, and the doors that you are going to open for us this glorious year that is coming in 2022, Father. Father, we bless this ministry, Father, Proverbs 226. We bless Pastor Cyril for coming into our lives, Father, for sharing his word with us, Father. We are just so grateful for that, Father. Thank you, Lord. We are so grateful for all that are on the line that are all or cannot be on this line right now, Father, but we are so yeah. grateful for them, Father. We are just just to hear your word, Father. We are just so just so open to hear your word this morning, Father. We pray for all the those who are sick, Father. We pray for all the healing, Father, across this nation. We pray for all of this violence, Father, to stop in the streets, Father. We pray for all of our young to come to you, Father. We pray for you to open their eyes to see that you are the way, that you are the path, Father, that you are the only path, Father. We pray for them, Father. We pray for all of the caregivers, all of the mothers that shed tears over their young, Father. We pray for all the teachers, Father. We just, we need them, Father, and we pray for them, Father. We pray for them to come to you, Father, and to ask for your guidance, Father, on the way that they should open the doors for these children. Father, we cannot be just more grateful for the blessings that you're giving us, and we are so thankful, Father. On this just beautiful, beautiful day, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all that you have given us. And the year of 2021, Father, thank you for all of it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I cannot believe this is the last Sunday of 2021. The whole year has gone by. Yeah. But we are so thankful. What God has done, when you look back at like you know everything that God has done for us this year, mm-hmm. the victories that He has given over the things that we, you know, there are there are days we would have wanted the day to end quicker, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the days yeah. that we want, you know, not to have like the same day repeat like a Groundhog Day, you know, but God. <laughs> Has has blessed us, you know, so immensely. This is a time to share, uh, you know, as the church edifies, as as we hear what God has done. Because the thing is, when when you take the word and explain the word, or interpret the word, or you know, um, bring some clarity to the word, 
The enemy can use that and say, ah, that's not what the Bible says, or that's not what Peter thought, that's not what James thought, you know. Mm -hmm. But if only we can just like share what our our, our Father has done, even the enemy has no words to rebuke that. Hallelujah. This is what my father has done for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, so this is a time for us to share what the Lord has done for us. Mm. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Yes. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Good morning. Good morning. I just want to thank the Lord for all he's done in my life. Um, the enemy thought he had me, but, 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 but God said, nope, not so, not so. And I'm believing God, you know, as he, I'm believing him as he, um, God is restoring me every day. You know, he's doing something new in my life. Um, Every new, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing something different, something different, and I just thank the Lord for that. Um, I thank God that, um, just like C.S. Carroll said, you know, the enemy thought he had, he, you know, thought he had me, but um, God said not so, not so, and I just thank God for today for all He's doing in my life. For all he's doing in my um, family lives. Um, Amen. Amen. I, you know, I just thank him. I just thank him for all he's done. Um, I can't praise, you know, my, you know, praise him en- enough for being who he is. Um, I just can't praise him enough. You know, I, I would, um, I, it, it, it would take it, it would take years for me to thank him for all he's done for me. Um, right now, I'm I'm um, at the at the stove right. telling my daughter um, and my and my um my and my husband how he how I want my grits done and how he wants wants my breakfast done. But um, I just thank God. I thank him for everything, for everything. You know, the enemy thought he had me, but I know God said not so, not so. And 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 I thank God that this is um, I sent um, I couldn't, I couldn't um, I couldn't um, stay on this service um, the the. Christmas Eve service, you know, I got tired and went to sleep. But um I um I sent Masira a text this morning and asked her whether we had um whether we had service this morning. And um I, I you know I, I I just thank God. I thank him for all he's done. I thank him that, you know, he thought he had me going into 2020, um, being um, disabled, but God said in 2020, I'm going to be stronger than I was in 2021. Amen. I, thank him. I can't thank him enough. 
Amen. That he that you know, um, I can't thank him enough. Can't thank him enough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I was just grateful to be able to spend a Christmas with my son and his daughter. It was just so cool. Thank you, Lord, for that. It's been a long time, and that was beautiful. And um, next week is actually Ryan's first birthday home. So it's going to be a whirlwind, and we're so excited. Yes, Lord. Oh, God. Yeah, Caroline was. She's going. What are we gonna do for his birthday? And <laughs> Grandma, there'll be no fireworks, okay? But <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something. What's his name? Um, Colette. What's his name? Ryan. I um. I thought I called your number. Your your um number um one 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 day this week and he um he answered and somebody said his name was Eric. Oh no, that was I was on a job there. And somebody picked up my phone. Yeah, somebody picked up your phone. Oh no, and, he didn't and, tell me you called. He didn't even tell me you called. Yeah, I must, I must have been doing something, and he answered my phone. That's weird. Yeah, but he no. answered your phone, and I said, "Well, maybe I oh, got what? the wrong number." Uh, 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 uh. That was I was on a job with an Eric though. Isn't that something? Okay. I did um a um construction cleanup job for Ryan's boss um one day. And that that young man was on that job. I I didn't even know my phone rang that day, Brenda. He should have said something. But uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a praise report because we oh, pray yeah, that for is a praise business. report. Yes, that's we pray for your help business. Me get out of the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful condo down on Kiowa, and the people wanted to get back in it before Christmas. So. His boss called and asked me to do it, and I did. And, uh, yeah, it came out very nice. So, yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. The business is growing, and that's a a crazy story. Yes, ma'am, it is. Yes, ma'am, it is. Going or coming to some prison, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And it's keeping me right here on John's Island like Miss Sarah prayed for, okay? I wanted to leave. Yep. Miss Sarah said, no, I'm praying. She actually admitted that, Carol. She admitted really? praying that I wasn't going to go nowhere. <laughs> Good for Miss Sarah. So yes, she, she was did. thinking probably who's going to drive her at 3.30 in the morning if we start to go into the She didn't know what she was doing. She knew she shouldn't be selling no property on John's Island in the 21st century. I said, Lord, you know, I don't try to tell you how to work it. I, I, you know, and I do. You admitted it, Sarah. You admitted it. That's what she knows me. who I am. 
And I just said, but, Lord, she doesn't need to move, so I need you to block anything that happens if she's trying to sell that property. And this is between me and you, God, and you know what's best. I'm not trying to tell you how to do it all, but I'm, I'm helping you. And God doesn't need my help, but he lets me help. He loves me so. Yeah, he, um... He, it's um, not nice. To, it's not nice to be mean to Mary. <laughs> yeah, he um, um, she answered the phone and um, he answered the phone and he said, "This is Eric," and I was like, "Well, maybe I've got the wrong number." <laughs> no, that was weird. He shouldn't have picked my phone up. That's something. You didn't even tell me. I didn't even realize it, friend. I'm sorry, but Merry Christmas. I did try to call you yesterday. I tried to call you yesterday, but I don't think we got through. But everybody have a blessed Christmas. Did everybody have a blessed Christmas yesterday? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone was trying to jump in in the middle. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Good morning. This is Lisa. I want to share a praise item. It's a praise item. Um, I'm on this job. I've been camping with the Housing Authority of the City of Charleston since the 1st of September. The first Monday in December, I transferred over to the uh, procurement department as a contract and procurement specialist. And the manager told me that she was going to bring me over for two weeks. And if I liked the job, she would bring me on permanent full time as of last Monday, December 20th. So, um, you know, it was supposed to happen that way. And on December 7th, she emailed the HR manager and told her that, um, you know, she wanted to bring me on full time as of December 20th. Well, the HR manager decided to pray devil's advocate and, um, when we thought the paperwork was going to go through on Friday the 17th, the HR manager was saying that she didn't feel that the manager had enough time to decide whether or not I would be able to do the job. You know, to, And the manager was like, well, I don't need – she was saying I should have been there 30 days, but the manager said I could tell within a week whether or not somebody could do the job. But needless to say that the permanent position was going to be a little more than what I was making through the temp agency. And she pushed it all back. And so the manager is like, well, you know, for the past week that she was going to just put me at the permanent pay rate still on the temp payroll. And uh, we thought by Monday or by Tuesday that, you know, position was going to come through and everything else is going to work out and well like I said it didn't but I have to tell you that my awesome awesome God my awesome awesome God <laughs> because this lady's right she's trying to make me stay a temp for 30 she said I should have been it should have been 30 or 60 days that I should be temping before I get a permanent position and um and I tried to ask her if she was trying to tell me that I was being ungrateful. And was like, no, I'm just trying to make you see the silver lining. But needless to say, that pay that she tried, that pay and that benefit that she's tried to take away from me for 
another, you know, 30, 40 days, uh, push me out 60 days. I was in an accident back in October 2019. Uh, I had a car rate ended me. And so um, I got a call the other day at work, Thursday, as a matter of fact. I got a call, and I didn't recognize the number, and I kept on, you know, doing my work, and then I see the number called again. And, and I looked the number called like a third time, and I said, well, it must be important. Somebody's really trying to get in touch with me. And I called back, and lo and behold, it was this attorney, and he was saying that, um, you know, he was calling to tell me that he had a check for me. And when he disclosed the amount of the check, I was like, do what? Are you serious? He was like, <laughs> yes. He said, I am speaking to Lisa. I was like, yes. I said, he's like, is this Lisa McLean? I was like, yes, sir. He said, do you remember the accident? I was like, yes, sir. I said, but are you really like serious, serious? <laughs> My God. My God. Oh, my God. I praise my God so much. <laughs> so, that, so that income that she's trying to take away from me, God has blessed me in abundance of what I would get for these next 30 days. So to God hallelujah. be all glory and praise is all I can say is like, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise you, the Lord. Thank you, God. <laughs> That's Thank, you. Thank you, Lord. God knows. God knows, Miss Lisa, mm-hmm. what you mean to. Yes. You know, God it's like that, you know. Yes, when, when God sent, uh, you know, Joseph over to Egypt, Joseph must have thought, like, oh my God, I have to leave my job. I have to leave all the things that I've built on. Yeah. God says, like, uh, you know, if I am taking you into Egypt, it's my job to pay for you. Yes. You know, if God is, you know, is taking care of your family, it doesn't matter whether it's a temp or a perm. Yes. He's going to send the magi with the gifts. Yes, he always gives. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, now this new hold up, so she said that the drug test that I took on Monday, she said that, it looked cloudy or something wasn't quite right, and so now they have to send the test off. They have to send my urine sample off for further testing. And I told that manager, I said, that's not true. I'm, not, I'm like, I, I don't even believe that that's true. I said, because when you're trying to get a job, it's either you're positive or you're negative. Why are they sending extra money if you know the test is already dirty? <laughs> you know, so it's all in the math plan. Yep. Yes, He's going to send the Magi irrespective mm-hmm. of the job, Miss Lisa. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. 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 Any mm-hmm. other praise items? All right. Wonderful. I'm going to put up. The conference has been muted. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before your throne of grace one more time this morning to just like lift you up in this place. God, we thank you for all the blessings that you poured upon us. God, we thank you for Miss Brenda and the way she is just like being cared for. God, you have been an awesome God in, in, in everything and anything that we do, Father God. 
your name be glorified and honored. Father God, even this morning as we go into the word, Father God, we are so already thankful and grateful for what you have done in in Miss Collette's life and what you have done in Brian's life, what you have done in Lisa's life, Miss Lisa's life and all of our lives, Father God, you have been more than enough in our life. God, we are so thankful. As we, Father God, close down this last on this last Sunday of the year, gather you have been a source of strength for all of us. You have been the source of hope for all of us. You have been the source of like energy throughout this whole year. God, as we just like lay them all into your hands this morning. Father, speak to us today with the clarity of the things that you want us to talk. God, we found ourselves this morning. Father, I pray that, you know, the words that come out of my mouth this morning, Father God, will be a healing word. Father God, would, the word that would just like come forth, Father God, with the same energy and strength, Father God, that you had written down through your saints. God, let the same passion come out this morning as we meditate on these words, Father God. Let your name be glorified and honored and lifted up this morning. We found ourselves, God. In Jesus' name I pray, Father, for your glory. Amen. Amen. This last two and a half months, about like a ten messages that we heard um, or meditated on were on the miracles um, of the Lord. And I'm still very thankful that we actually took the topic and ran with it. Um, if I just like uh, do a quick recap, uh, it, it all started on the first week of October. And we ran through the whole October, November, and this December, right? We started off with like the 10 lepers. You remember the 10 lepers that uh, only one of them returned back. And when he returned back, to Jesus, how he was not just like a healed physically, but he had a complete healing, a sozo healing. Right? And we saw about the, the, the blind man getting healed and how God had to just like, a, you know, take a small piece of clay and just put it in his eyes. Not that God cannot make somebody's life turn around or get someone to see or make someone to walk or get them out of the, you know, deathbed. He knows what he was doing. And every miracle that we meditated on um, has a meaning, a significance that we could just like to hold on to. When we, and then we went to the Old Testament, looked at some of Elijah's and Elisha's miracles, like we looked at Naaman and how he was healed of the leprosy. Uh, when he just like a dipped himself seven times into that water. We saw how God, um, you know, in, in the other one that we saw in parallel to the opening of the eyes uh, that Jesus did also, the servant of the, the, the prophet Elisha, when he was just like a really fearful of like a, what was going on in that mountain, his master prayed, God, open this guy's eyes. 
he doesn't need any clay or anything. All he was saying to God is like, you've got to open this guy's spiritual eyes so he can see when he opened his eyes, he saw the multitude of like horses that was standing with the torches of light in their hands fighting. Then we saw how the paralytic man was just like a dropped from the roof and uh, how he was able to get his life back on and how that whole town in the Galilee where Jesus was just ministered to uh, was just like energized. And this was in Peter's house uh, when everybody else was worried about like, uh, um, uh, you know, the man getting healed. Peter was worried about his house getting torn apart from the top. And so we saw that and then we went on to see how God cured uh, the lady who was touching him after 12 years of, uh, of disease that was just like a causing her to bleed for 12 years and how she was able to go through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment while Jesus was going to heal Darius' daughter who was 12 years old as well. The God whom we serve not only heals the past, but he also heals the present, and he also heals the future. And then we saw how Jesus turning the water into wine, uh, and the miracle that happened in the, the first miracle that happened in Cana, and how we saw those, uh, those stone jars that was just like it turned uh, into wine, actually came from like, you know, we have no idea when that water turned into wine, but uh, it would have taken a, a, a strength of an atomic bomb to just like a pierce through that water to turn that chemical composition. But God did it with such ease. Then we saw that the Daniels dropped into the lion's den for only one thing. He's only one thing that they could find fault with him. And we saw that for two weeks, we just did a meditate on all the different aspects of like a Daniel's life and what happened in the lion's den. And then last week, we looked at how the, the, the Lord and the God of this universe was feeding the 5,000 using the five and two. And so as we wrap those miracles, the, the next set of like the things that we will pick up in the new year is upon the blessings that God wants to do. He's the God of a blessing. So we're just going to pick up on the different places where God has promised a blessing. God has just like elevated the men and women uh, when they were in complete despair. Um, and so we will come back to it. But today, this week, a lot of people in the very last moment or the last week of the year, they sit down to write their New Year's resolution. Right? Uh, this is like a good breaking point. We want to change things. We want to break away from the bad habits. And uh, I was doing a little bit of research, and I found 25 New Year resolutions that we could potentially take. We can choose. We cannot do all the 25, but there are some really good ones uh, in that resolution list. Um, 
and and uh, the thing is, if anyone wants to see these uh, New Year's resolutions, I can send it to you today with the, the message that I send. There, some of them are really good. One of them says, like a workout to feel good, not to be thinner. Stop gossiping. Give one compliment a day. And another one says, go one day, a whole day, without checking your email. And do random acts of kindness to people, at least one random act of kindness to people in a day. Uh, Read a book in a month. Go somewhere you have never been before. That's going outside your comfort zone and doing something daring. Uh, it is good for soul. It, it forces you to learn something new. Uh, and and the, one of those things that I saw, like uh, uh, it says, um, turn off your phone one night a week. Uh, there was one resolution. Write down one thing that you're grateful for every night. Talk to yourself with kindness, because a lot of times we are very critical when it comes to us and compared to others. And uh, don't buy things that you don't need. Uh, Keep a journal of whatever your goals are. Write them down. Another one says, clean out your car every week. Um, Another one says, let's not hold grudges in this new year. Let's start, you know, clean slate, leave the hate behind and anger behind 2021. Uh, Stay in touch with people who matters the most. Uh, Then the next one, I actually like this next one. I I do that. Send handwritten letters. It's very easy to just like type a letter uh, and send it, but when you do write it, you can actually put some thoughtful, genuine gestures um, as you write them. Um, donate clothes you never wear uh, is one of those you can do. Um, avoid people who complain a lot. Make your bed every morning. Uh, stay on top of your inbox and clear them out. Uh, and remove all the unread messages or, uh, you know, after you finish reading, remove them from your inbox. The next one, go to bed happy each night. Never go to bed angry. Uh, and uh, uh, the next one, spot clean as you go uh, because we don't want to leave the house filthy. Uh, talk less and listen more. So there are like these kind, there are 25 of these. I don't know which one spoke to you more than the others, but you can pick a handful of these and they they have some explanations on like what you can do as well. So I'll send it out. But the one thing that I found common, and I think it is very needed this morning for us as you're writing down your resolutions this week, if you're not in the habit of writing resolution or it's like, you know, um, discouraged because some people say, ah, people don't keep up their resolutions and everything. If you can write it down in a piece of paper, you will absolutely remember those things. But when I looked at many of those resolutions, 
there was one common theme that was coming really resonating for me. The common thing that I was, you know, looking up there is like a cleaning up the car, uh, you know, getting the things, get rid of your clothes and things like that. But if I just take them all and condense this morning and see, how can I make my life simple as I went, as I go into the 2022? How do I make my life simple? Solomon has an advice for us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 6. He says, there is a time to search. There is a time to give up. There is a time to keep. And there is a time to throw away. There are times that we need to find and unclutter ourselves. Unclutter our life, unclutter our minds, unclutter our hearts. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we go into talking about uncluttering ourselves, I'll, let's go to Acts chapter 27. There is, there is a, um, you know, a, verse, a set of verses that I want you to read uh, as a foundation for this morning. Acts chapter 27, verses 30 to 38. As you're turning your Bibles to Acts 27, 30 to 38, here is the background. This is the last journey that Paul is taking. This is not a missionary journey. This is a journey where he is going to Rome to be put into prison and executed. This is, Paul knew as he was getting into this ship that he was going, that this ship is probably his last drive or a last uh, uh, journey that, that he's going to take. He's been to several of the journeys. In fact, we read in First Corinthians, he has done a lot of travel through ship, and he's already been in three shipwrecks. But he knew this particular ship uh, that he's getting on is about like a two to 3,000 miles of, um, you know, sailing by sea. And so um, along the way, they have to like a switch over to another ship and so on. So the scene starts on the last ship that, uh, um, that Paul was getting on and, the, and that the, the, there was like a lot of wind, uh, the, the temperature of the sea is changing, and uh, they knew at this point that something's going to happen to the ship, and everybody in the ship uh, was trying to save themselves, some just jumping into the water or do something about it. And so the scene starts in verse 30, and as the sailors were seeking to escape the ship, this is not even the passengers that were trying to escape from the ship now. Even the guys who are rowing the boat or getting all the wheels together, putting all those uh, coal into that fire, these are guys that are trying to get out of the ship. And when they had left down the skiff into the sea under pretense to putting out anchors from the pro, 
Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, when everybody tries to take as much as they could, get on the water and save themselves, Paul is telling those uh, leaders, the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. A lot of times when we have problems, when we have anxieties, when we have trials, when we have tribulations, the first thing that we try to do is escape and run faster from that place. Run as far as possible from that place, right? But here Paul's telling them, stay in the, in the boat. Then the soldiers cut away the rope, ropes of the skip and let it fall. And as the day was about to dawn, Paul implored them to take food, saying, Today is the 14th day you have waited and continued without food and eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. Since not a hair will fall from your head, fall from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all, and then he broke it and began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. And in all, we were 276 persons on the ship. So when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. So here we see this ship that they were going on uh, was carrying uh, the wheat because uh, the Romans actually used Egypt as a granary. So they always kept the wheat in, in Egypt. And so this is a ship that was carrying the wheat back into Rome, and they were ready to throw away the good stuff. They were just like undocking the things that are not needed. When it comes to life or death, what is more important at that point is to save your life, or save your marriage, or save your faith. It is not important um, you know, to carry everything that is unprioritized in your life. It's, it's easy to easily find out what is needed and not needed. When we go through a tough situation, when you go through a trial, just like what Paul is trying to do and telling them to do, is to just like a get rid of stuff that could sink the boat. And so this morning, we're going to look at the, what are some of the things that we can unclutter ourselves. A couple of years ago, I did this, uh, starting a new year, to just like uh, go around and uh, unclutter things in my desk, throw away like uh, things that's not needed in my life. I started to write down the things um, that is um, not something that I want to do because you have to take a stock of things that you do in a given day. Uh, the best way for you to do is just take a log of stuff that you're doing. Do for like a one or two days. Just write down 
the important things. You don't need to write down immediately after you do. You can take time this week uh, in the evenings or any time that you get to just write down all the things that you do in a given day, okay? And see, does any of those things can be uncluttered? Because there are times that we may be doing stuff that is absolutely not necessary for for our growth in faith or even for the 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 extension of our, our service to the Lord. Um, if it is not pleasing to God, if it is not advancing the kingdom, so you can actually put some of those priorities together. But look before you do anything to your life. Before you make any drastic decisions, you need to take a log of stuff that you do in a given day. And if you can just like a walk around your house and see even small stuff, like if there is like a piece of paper that's on the floor or there is like things that are cluttered in your closet, go ahead and just like put your clothes back in its place. Look around the 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 car that, that we saw cleaning a car is one of the things that people have written as a resolution. Yes, we can do it consistently on an ongoing basis, but today, this week, we should just like a take time to walk around and see what is in your car, what is in your desk that's not needed. Just like to throw the junk away. They found a lady that just like accumulated stuff. Even uh, the the her room was so accumulated with the junk, they had only a small, narrow space to get into her room. She had accumulated so much, and they found like a a wrapper of popsicles on the floor, and the, the guy who came in to clean, the authorities came in because it was smelling, and so they went in, and, and they were asking her to just like a, see if they can remove the the popsicle wrappers and she was so adamant not to take that away because she said those are my kids the 25 years ago they left a wrapper uh, a popsicle wrapper that she was not letting it to go so sometimes we do that to ourselves we we keep stuff that yeah you know that that has it's not like a, it, it does everything that we need to keep us to have an eternal value but also, we should get rid of stuff that is not necessary. And the other thing is like a walk around your garage and, and see if there is anything that you can unclutter. One of the pastors um, said once, when we accumulate things in our house and when it overflows, then it ends up in our garage. And when our garage overflows, then it ends up in storage units and the storage units are nothing but extension to our garage. But here's my point of this first point. Unclutter things around us. Unclutter the environment that we are in. Look for things that's on the floor. Look for things on your desk. Look for things on your closet. And just if there are things that are not needed that you haven't used for years and that has no significant value in your life, uh, it is time to just like get rid of them. There is a, in fact, a festival in India where they not only throw stuff out, they actually bring it to the streets 
and this this festival is called Bogi. This comes sometime in the middle of January. They actually throw them on the street and they burn them. So if there is anything that you don't want to have and you don't want to throw, or if you are really like a you know uh, in a mode of like a going back and taking it uh, and so on, go ahead. Not only throw it into a garbage if you can, burn it because. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verses 15, watch out. Be on your guard against all things, all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possession. Jesus said this to the people. Watch out. Be on guard. Life doesn't consist in in an abundance of possessions. We don't need to have things that we don't need in our life. Uh, and uh, the thing is, uh, um, this week can be one of those weeks where you can physically do it, but also put it as a one of those items as a resolution. If this is something that matters to you the most, put write these things on a piece of paper that you would start to unclutter your life, unclutter the things on your desk, unclutter the things that is not necessary from your house and garage and your closet because that needs to be done consistently. You know, maybe it is like a once a week effort or it's a once a month effort or once in three months effort. But put this in your calendar so that you will be able to go and unclutter yourself. There is a, there is a value in uncluttering ourselves. And that our minds start to clear up. Our mind starts to open up when we start to unclutter things that are around us. But here, so that's the number one thing that I want to say, like unclutter the environment that you're living in. The second thing, this is where we're going to linger a little longer. Unclutter yourself from worries and anxiety. And uh, when I when I th- thought about this area, for how do I unclutter my worry? I can unclutter the the desk. I can unclutter my closet. I can unclutter my car. I can unclutter my desk. How do I unclutter my worries and anxieties? How do I take that out of my life? Uh, and uh, one of the things that, um, that I just uh, knew um, a while back um, is, is this verse that we've constantly read and meditated on. It comes in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. If you have your Bibles, let's go to that one very quickly. I want to read Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say to you again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Here, when I read that verse, right, the term that is used a lot of times when we look at these verses, we need to tear these verses a little bit. The, the word, the, the root word that is used here is merim nao, merim nao, merim nao, right? It's a Greek word that is referenced at least nine times in the New Testament, New, yeah, nine times and about 17 verses in New Testament. This word, the same word is used in English uh, as a replacement uh, for this word is concerned, worry, anxiety, and care. And, and the thing is this, right? When we think about like the things that you can unclutter in your life, uncluttering your mind and your heart is so vital. And Jesus talks about it uh, several times. He says, in this world, this world that we are living, we will have, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This comes in John 16, 33, the night before Jesus was crucified, he was sitting down with his disciples and having a private conversation. In that, he is just letting the, the disciples know, in this world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The word used here, that tribulation, is the marinao. It's the same word used when Jesus spoke to Martha, Lazarus' sister. One time Jesus comes to Martha and Mary's house, and uh, Martha was just running around busy throughout the whole time while her, her sister Mary was sitting on a seat, and Jesus says these words. He says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Even there, that worry and trouble is Marinoa. And, and Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 7.32. I want you to be without care. I want you to be free from anxieties. Even there, the same word is used. So it just like intrigued me when you study the word and there are certain words that just like a pop out and you want to go find out exactly what is this. So, so when I looked at the root word for this, this marinoa, it's, it's a composite word. It's, a, it's the combination of two things that are put together. Uh, uh, the thing is like understanding, right? So something like uh, those, like uh, they're under and standing put together. So likewise, there are like uh, two words put together to make this marinoa. And, and, uh, and the one of those, the first part of the word marin, marin, refers to divide or tearing down. And noah is the mind. 
when our minds are divided, anxiety and worries are introduced. When our mind is divided between the legitimate thoughts and the destructive thoughts, anxiety is introduced and worry is introduced. When, when, when our anxieties are taking our mind in two different directions, you and I are there, torn apart. We don't know what is the right thing to do. And in the moments of those, that's why there is a difference between fear and anxiety. Anxiety is something that happens only when our minds are divided into two pieces. Think about it. When you want to unclutter your mind, you are going to help yourself to make a decision. Pick one of those two choices. Unless we unclutter our mind, then you have too much information in your mind. Just like how you have too much stuff on your desk, you have too much stuff on your garage, you have too much stuff on your closet, you have too much stuff on your mind, and you just need to unclutter them. And the people don't know how to unclutter their minds. They're storing information. They're storing the popsicles that were given to their child 25 years ago. We're storing stuff in our mind that needs to be released. The grudge needs to be released. There are things that we're storing in our mind is crowding our mind, and we have to find a way to unclutter our mind. In fact, there is a study that shows that people in America are not able to unclutter their minds and leading them into the most common mental health decision, I mean issue that America faces is this anxiety. We have too much information to process. We're listening to the radio. We're listening to the TV. We're listening to the social media. We're listening to the friends and relatives. We're storing too many things that's cluttering our minds. In fact, 40 million people in America, that's 18% of all American adults, Americans, suffer from this mental anxiety disorder. Too much information, too much data to process. We need to come back to a life that is simple. They did a study a world study of 14 countries right, on this very same subject of anxiety and worry. And America stood as an undisputed champion, a number one country. In, in fact, countries like Nigeria and Lebanon and Ukraine were on that list where they have some kind of a battle going on in their own country. There were poverty, there were like systemic issues that needed to be dealt with. While America don't have that kind of a problem, but we still are just like the number one country in the world for this mental anxiety disorder. And the reason why we are anxious as a nation and, and has become a champion for this uh, mental disorder is because this is a country that's introducing to the world uh, 
the concept that the universe was formed out of no rhyme, no reason, no design, no plan, no God. We are an occurrence of an accidental circumstances. We are just like a, have like a process too much of data and we are thinking that we know what we are doing because of the data, because of the information that we have in our hand. And Paul is specifically addressing this issue. Do not be anxious about anything. It is, it's almost like a command. He's saying stop being anxious even for one thing in your life. God, here, Paul is saying do not be, if I take the word, the anxious and replace it with the, the, the original words translation, he's saying do not be divided in your mind about anything. Paul is saying, do not be divided in your thought world about everything that you're doing. And this is something that he wants us to pick up. And he wants that thing to be replaced with something else. He wants to unclutter our minds, unclutter our heart, and unclutter and take all those divided thoughts and divided heart, and he wants to replace it with the prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. This morning, I want to talk very specifically about these four things that we can do to replace the, the humongous amount of information and data that we have cluttered our minds with. And, and, and uh, Albert Einstein talked about this as well. He has a theory <clears throat> that our mind or our brain is a giant database. And how do you know your brain is a, such a giant database? Is because if you think about something, right, someone is having a conversation with you and they're asking you about a place that you went to. And the place that you were there, the city, the street, or the house, and you are not able to remember. <clears throat> and so, all of a sudden, you're just like uh, telling yourself, my goodness, I was in that place. I can still see that person. I cannot remember his name. Right? And after that conversation, you move on to do other things. About one or two years later, all of a sudden, that name pops up in your head. Why? When you start the search in your brain, it has so much of data to process, it is actually processing that data till it finds your brain's not resting. And that's why when you're about to go to sleep, you really don't want to have an argument with your husband or wife. You really don't want to have a, a tough conversation with your children. You don't really want to have something that's going to make your brain not rest before you go to bed. But instead, instead, Paul's giving four things that we can, you know, store in our brain in the forefront of our brain so that uh, 
it is going to be hard to go past these four things into your database because it's going to nullify your search of your brain if only we do these four things. The first one is prayer. He's saying, in every situation, I do not know what your situation is this morning. In every situation, Paul is saying, in prayer, right? Oftentimes, the prayer here, the word, the root word used for this particular, in this context that Paul's writing about, it's a Greek word that translates into a worship or devotion. An antidote for anxiety and worry is nothing but worship. In fact, 7,000 years before this was written um, by, uh, by Paul, 700 years, sorry, not 7,000, 700 years before Paul wrote this in Philippians, there was a prophet named Isaiah. He wrote in chapter 61, verses 3, he says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When we focus on praise, then we are focusing on God's greatness. We are replacing with God's magnificence. And Solomon did that. And even David did that. With you know, in his life, he would just like to go into this mode of praise. He would just like to get out of his situation. And and in fact, Saul did that as well. He would call David, and he would ask David to sing some praises in 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 his presence. And we go into that kind of a place. We go into the throne room of God, when we enter his gates with the praises in our mouth, before we just like a spew out all the problems to God, right? Jesus, um, you know, when he taught his disciples, he did not start the Lord's prayer with give us this day our daily bread. He didn't start the prayer Give us this day our daily bread. Instead, he started with our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The point that I'm trying to make is this. In the midst of all your circumstances, I do not know all the things that your mind is crowding you. If you're stuck in that place of like, I have no idea the situation is out of control. I have no way out of this. My heart is pumping really fast. The doctor's results have come. I really cannot take this anymore. My marriage is in shambles. My business is not working. If there is anything that's going on in your, heart, in your mind and your heart is just like a pumping so fast, you should take a moment to spin off from that, and just like I remember the God whom you serve. If it's really tough, it's really tough, 
for us to praise God in moments like that. It's really hard to just like think of God at that moment in time. But here's the thing. Worship and anxiety cannot coexist in your mind and in your heart. They are mutually exclusive. When you start to worship, your worry starts to diminish. When you start to worry, then your worship starts to diminish. It cannot coexist in your mind nor in your heart. When you are in the middle of such a tough position, some of you may be really good at singing some of the praise songs. That's why it is good for you to just like listen to some of the praise songs and worship songs as you're traveling, as you're going to church, or as you're going to work. Start listening to some of these songs because when you are in a moment like despair, those songs will start to appear back in your thought process, in your mind. It will just like a very quickly, it is a great antidote to just like erase the anxiety and remove them. The world can only give you an option to manage your anxiety. Here, Paul's talking about removing that anxiety, removing the, the, the breakage, removing the, the, the double-mindedness that we have fighting for in our head. The moment we start to bring God into the picture, the moment we start to bring his praises into our mouth, our our life starts to become simple. When you're, when you're in the midst, you may not be really good at singing, but you can actually remember the things that God has done in the past and think of the, the promises that he has for our future. And you can vocalize that in your verses. That's why we need to write down some of the promises on a piece of paper and we have to repeat ourselves in our mind with those kind of promises that praises God. And the thing is, um, I heard, if you are all by yourself, you don't have anybody else, but you're still worried, close down your room and put on a couple of these praise songs and you dance before God and just let God take over that moment in your life. You don't really need to worry about anything because at that point, it is you that is fighting and it is your mind that needed to be uncluttered. And that's what Paul is talking about. In other times, you, you can actually come into these kind of like a, services, like the Bible studies, uh, and you can actually share what God has done, lifting him up in the places. This is why it is very, very important for us to unclutter our, our mind with worship and praise. The second one that Paul is talking about is petition or supplication. It's translated as a strong crying, emotion, heartfelt. And, and the thing is that God is a God who listens to your heart and my heart, and he's not going to leave us 
nor forsake us. In fact, in the book of Luke, chapter 11, verses 5 through 8, uh, Jesus is talking about a parable. And in that parable, he's talking about a friend who's coming uh, in the middle of the night and asking another neighbor friend of his, can you lend me three loaves of bread? And the friend, uh, he was even explaining to him, a friend has just come, I have nothing to give him. And he will answer, you know, this, this guy to whom he's asking, the guy who's inside, the friend that uh, uh, is inside, was just like a, really annoyed by this guy's ask. It's in the middle of the night, I'm sleeping. I have, uh, in those days, like uh, people will sleep uh, in one large room with all the kids and the wife and everybody is just lying on the floor. Uh, and he was saying to this guy who's begging outside, go away. <clears throat> I cannot get up from my bed. It's going to make noise. My kids and my wife will wake up. The Bible says, this is what Jesus says to them. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. This whole parable, if you get a chance, I recommend you to read the entire chapter of Luke 11. And this is a chapter where Jesus is talking to his disciples about the Lord's Prayer. And right after the Lord's Prayer, he's actually giving this parable. In fact, Luke is recording how that we need to keep asking. It will be given. Keep seeking. You will find. Keep knocking, and it will be opened for you. Everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. He who knocks, it will be opened. The persistence in our prayer life, it's not talking about like a hit or miss kind of a prayer. When we are going before God and we wanted to take the divideness from our mind and our heart, when we are going and talking to God, asking him to remove the, the thoughts from your mind that's causing you to divide in your decisioning. And God knows in moments like this, he's not going to leave you, not forsake you. He's going to find a way to help you. And, and the third one that Paul's talking about is thanksgiving. It's easy to thank God when things are going well, when we have promotions. Uh, it's easy to thank God. It's easy to thank God when we get raised and when we get bonuses during this time. It's easy to thank God. But it is really a heart of strength to thank God, like what Miss Lisa did this morning. She thanked God in the midst of all the things that were going on at her work and the boss and the situation between the temp versus permanent. She knew that in the middle of all these things, her God is not going to leave her alone. And I know that, uh, you know, when Miss Sarah prays for things, uh, she's just not leaving the hem of his garment. I know when Miss Barbara German 
talks about Kivan. She is not leaving his garments. She is consistent. They are all praying with consistency. There is persistency. Those are the things that will unclutter our brain and our mind. And to add those things, to give things to God when things are not working, when the food is not in the pantry, when there's not enough money to pay bills. Those are trials God allows to happen in us, in our life, for us to mature. Think about, like uh, uh, earlier we talked about the ten lepers and that came back, one one came back after being cured, and he was so sold, he was healed from inside out. This leper would not have come just to, to thank him for the healing of that incurable disease, but also the lessons that he learned along the way. That's why he got so sold. We need to go back to God and thank him. Prayer, petition, thanksgiving. And then the fourth thing that Paul says, this is, these are all things that's going to take the division in your mind, the division in your heart that's causing the anxiety. He says, let your requests be made known to God. He's not talking about your wants known to God or your temper tantrum known to God, or he's not wanting you to, you know, go to God and say, I claim in faith be known to God. You and I get a chance to go into the presence of the Holy God. And without overanalyzing if the God of this universe can solve it or not, we should let our request we should let him know that, God, this is all I have. This is all I know. This is all I can. I don't know what is the right thing to do, whether I should go and help my daughter or I should stay here and do my work. I'm divided in my mind. And God can say yes, no, or wait, or give you an alternate but it is my job and it is your job to cast our cares and articulate this to him. Being specific, it's, it doesn't mean that we need to inform God. He knows when he says, like, oh, my God, I don't know how I can deal with this. Uh, God, if you can just, like, uh, you know, know that my daughter is sick or my husband is, like, jobless, I, I, it's not like a God is getting the information first to time from you without you or me telling him he's not hearing. No, no, no. He knows. But he is, you know, just rejoicing in his heart when we voice our requests, when we voice our dependence. And we say to him, Daddy, I cannot do this. It's bigger than I can handle. Would you show yourself for me? And, and Paul says, this four, chapter 4 of Philippians 6 and 7, not only talk about the problem, which is anxiety, not only talk, talk about the antidotes of that, which is prayer, petition, thanksgiving, 
and letting our request known to God. But it is also, in verse 7, it is a promise that says God's wonderful peace, the peace of God that transcends all human understanding will guard our heart and our mind. Casting our Marinova cares, casting our division in our minds upon him. Every time you put or, or you see the or cares in the Bible, just replace them with division of your mind and read it. Those words will make even more sense to you. And, he, and the Bible says, uh, you know, he cares. And they cast our, you know, our cares to him. He cares. And that's why I really love this song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. And what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptation? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. This is a beautiful song. When you put all these four things together, you know, in a list, and just like us spend some time during the day or a week doing these things, because sometimes what happens is like we put the prayer in the morning and we are done with it. And then we think that the prayer is like that engine that's just like a taking the train from one place to the other. We let the train be taken from one station to the other, thinking that it is just the job of the engine. Our life is not like that train. We need to constantly fuel our mind, constantly remove the double-mindedness of ours, constantly remove the division in our mind, and we need to bring everything in prayer, petition, thanksgiving, and letting our requests, not our wants, not our things that, you know, we wanted to claim, but our requests, God, this is all I have. And God knows to take that floodedness out of our mind. Just one more quick thing, and then I will wrap it up. When we think about uncluttering our mind, we think like, oh, we have to unclutter uh, the bad things like the anxiety, bad things like the worry, bad things like fear and so on. But here, this morning, I'm here to remind you, you and I need to even unclutter things that we love to do, that we love. Anything that doesn't put God first is not needed in your mind and my mind. And we think of decluttering, we are always, uh, you know, thinking about like, uh, you know, things that are damaging to our mind. But sometimes what crowds our mind is not what is bad for us. Sometimes what crowds our mind 
is the things that the, we, we just love to do. And of all, football. Some, for some, it's watching movies. For some, it's eating. For some, these are not like a bad stuff. These are not like a, a terrible, terrible sin. But the thing is this, when we take too much of these things, too much of these things clutter our minds, then you know we become so addicted to do this social media stuff. We get like so addicted to do certain things. After we post a message, we go back again and again to see how many likes we got, how many love symbols we got. I mean, those are all things that clutter our mind. And the Bible says, you know, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. If, if only we can, you know, take the division of our mind towards what is righteous and what is just like a kingdom-related activity, all these things that we need, more than what we need, God knows how to give us the good gifts. He will give it to us. And the Bible says in, in Matthew 6:34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Every day has enough trouble on its own. And here's what we looked at today. Number one, unclutter your physical environment. If you see how uh, we saw how we need to unclutter the house, garage, desk, and so on. Then we looked at number two, unclutter your division in your mind. Replacing them with prayer, petition, thanksgiving, and letting a request known to God. And then number three, unclutter the things that you love. Too much of those will lead to destruction as well. We need to seek him first with all our heart, mind, and soul. In John chapter 14, verses 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give it to you as the world gives it. Do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. As we wrap up this morning, I know you are taking time to write your resolution, but as part of the resolution that you're writing, See how you can unclutter the things in your life, unclutter your division in your mind, unclutter the environment that you're in, and unclutter the things that is taking anything that, you know, away from God is a clutter that you don't want to have. Praise the Lord. This morning, since Brother Vince is not there, I'm just going to take darkly to the Lord's Prayer, uh, Lord's Supper. Um, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we bow before you in humility and ask you to examine our hearts and minds today. Show us anything that is not pleasing to you. They will reveal any secret pride, any unconfessed sin, any rebellion, any unforgiveness that may be hindering our relationship with you. We know that 
We are your beloved children, having received you in, into our hearts and lives and having accepted your death as a penalty for our sinfulness. The price you paid covers us all time and our desire is to live for you. As we take this bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us and to all who receive you. Thank you, God, for your extravagant love and your unmerited favor. Thank you that your death gave us life, abundant life, now and eternal life forever. We receive this bread in remembrance of you. Let's go ahead and take the bread. In the same way, he took this cup, representing your blood, poured out from the splintered cross. You are the supreme sacrifice for all our sins, past, present, and future. Today, we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave us through the blood you spilled. Let's go ahead and take the drink. Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this beautiful The conference day. has been unmuted. Uh, we are thankful for what you have done in our life, Father God. As we walk into this week, inviting the new year, 2022. Yes, Lord. Uh, we wanted to unclutter ourselves. We want to leave stuff that's not needed for us to take it to this new year. Yes. If there are things that is in our minds that we don't want to take it to the next year, we want to leave it today at your feet this morning, Father God. Thank you. God, we don't want to take the, the things that we have said or received from somebody that is just like in our mind, the grudge that we have in our mind, battle between the good and the bad, Father God, we don't want to take the bad with us into the new year. Hallelujah. God, we wanted to unclutter, Father God, the things that would just like, a, you know, make our life a simple. Yes, thank you, Lord. God, if there is anything, Father God, remind us this week, Father God, help us to shape our life, Father God. Help us to shape ourselves to just uh, commit ourselves, Father God, to stay closer to you. Draw near to you, Father God. Yes. God, we want to draw near to you, Father God. God, just to help us to blot things out of our mind that is not necessary as we go into this new year, Father God. Thank you. God, blot them out from our minds. Erase from our memories the things that hurt us in the past. The scars that is there in our mind, Father God, we don't want to take it one more time, Father God, into the next year. 
Help us to see things the way you see, Father God. We want to see things just as the way you see it. God, this morning, as we surrender ourselves into your mighty hands, Father God, we're looking forward to what a beautiful year you're going to give it to us. The year is going to be filled with the promises Father God, the year is going to be filled with a blessing. The year is going to be filled yes. with something. The latter days are going to be better than the former days, of Father God. Yes, yes. Thank you. God, the latter days are going to be better than the former. Yes, thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We want to be spent and spend for the gospel in the 2022, Father God. Yes, we want it to be spent and spend for the gospel. We don't want, Father God, to take any credit that is duly, Father God, yours. Father God, we will be careful to turn around and give you the glory and honor for everything. God, we pray this morning. I pray for my brothers and sisters on this line that you will just like a blesser. Father God, not only us in 2022, but bless our children in 2022 more than what thank they were you. blessed in the years past. Yes, thank you. Thank God, we wanted to bless our children's children and our children's children's children. Father God, with nothing but a blessing in 2022. God, let that year just like a bring a joy and happiness that cannot be erased from their minds, that they will have a memory stone created yes. in this new year that they will cherish for the years to come. Yes, Lord. God, I also pray for all the good things that you have done in this year, Father God. <laughs> we want to create a memory stone of everything that you have done good for us this year. Yes. God, we want you, Father God, to help us to create those memories that we will remember for years to come. Thank you. God, I pray, Father God, this morning that you will open the doors for us to go into prison in 2020. Yes, Lord. Help us, Father God, to go and minister to those fathers and mothers in prison in 2022. Yes. More than what we have done in the past. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Help us, Father God, to use us, Father God, as your instruments, as your weapons, Father God. Mm -hmm. As we go into this beautiful new year. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I just pray. Press, 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 press this morning into yes, your Lord. kingdom. Everything that we can and we will, Father God, take oh. our fish and bread and multiply. Yes, we want to give you everything that we have into your mighty Thank hands. You, God, you take it and use it for the extension of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, for your glory. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope you all have an amazing, amazing week. Oh, this yes. uh, Friday night, 